Welcome to No Player Connected. A familiar face from the NPC Rogues Gallery joins us today in a familiar franchise. Caden, welcome back to what is easily the best entry in the Dead Space trilogy. Hello, I'm so glad to be here. It's the third one, so it must be the best. <laughs> I was expecting like a violent reaction from that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm giddy with hatred. Like I'm feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm shaking with excitement, not not bitter rage. No, no. At all. Oh god. It's going to be a good one. I'm sure we can we can find some joy in this massive cloud hanging over the franchise. Caden, can you give us the premise of Dead Space the 3rd? I can do my best. It's all we can ever do. Alright, Dead Space 3 is a 2013 third-person co-op action horror game developed by Visceral, um, published by EA, same as the first two games. Oh, are you puking during my description? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. We love please, EA. Save the vomit for the end, please. <laughs> <laughs> the year is 2514. We're three years after the events of Dead Space 2. Okay, once again, you play as Isaac Clark, the engineer turned alien artifact destroyer. Uh, he is currently living in a very shitty apartment on Earth's moon. Uh, he has no girlfriend and no clear direction in life. <laughs> Big L Why? for Isaac. Why do you say it like that? He has a <laughs> because... no girlfriend. Because <laughs> that's how the game opens, like his story. <laughs> That's the first thing you learn about him, was that he's been <laughs> dumped. No bitches, and you're on the moon. <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> let me finish the premise. <laughs> you just, it's just you gleefully were like, he has no girlfriend. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so you play as Isaac, but if you were playing the co-op campaign mode, and you were, if you're player two... Then you're playing as certified angry man, earth government soldier man, John Carver, um, who is new to the series. Your goal throughout the game is to find Isaac's fellow Titan Station survivor and now ex-girlfriend Ellie Langford. And you're supposed to help her with her mission to find the homeworld of the Markers that turn dead people into the necromorph undead monsters and put a stop to it. Isaac wants Ellie, but all he gets are L's. <laughs> oh, check please roll credits no. it's over put the music on we're done here i think that's all we need to say about this game <laughs> can we set the groundwork a little bit a smidge groundwork how don't get mad i'm gonna defend the game a little bit spoiler warning for the I'm, episode okay yeah i'm cool with that i have some defenses i mean it's not good in terms of being the third game in this specific series. You're, you're not going to do the, it's not, it's a good game, just not a good Dead Space game move, are you? Uh, I, this is uh, classic Dark Souls 2 apologist. No! <laughs> I've been outed. <laughs> Wait. I just think that, okay, pretend in a world. Okay, I'm closing world, my eyes. Yes, okay, imagine... Stop! I know you're imagining yourself on Titan Station right now. Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you don't live there and it's not real. <laughs> if this game had come out instead of the first game, I mean, with some, like, tweaks so that it makes sense as a singular experience, I think 
people would have enjoyed this game. It's not fantastic. It has a lot of dumb shit in it, but I think it does some things well, and if it had come out instead of the first game back in old 2009, it, it would have been received pretty well, and people would have said, you know what, this is a, a solid start to a new IP. It has some work to do, but it could go places. But because it's at the end, it is the places that it went, and the places <laughs> were not good overall. That's I'm setting that groundwork. See, here's what, here's what I'm going to say. If you put this out earlier... Wouldn't you be in the, like, heyday of the, like, Gears of War era? Like, wouldn't this have just been completely swallowed up by... Because I consider this game more action than horror at this point. And I would say that it would fade into the background more. At least at this point, like, it's got the Dead Space prestige behind it. So people are like, oh, fuck... We love Isaac Clarke. We love Dead Space. Let's see what happens. And then obviously, like, it was a bit of a letdown. I think if this came out earlier, I think people would be like, oh, okay, it's a Gears of War clone. Like, everyone shrugs their shoulders and moves on. Yeah, that is a fair point. Especially since John Carver, the co-op guy, like, is just Gears of War light. <laughs> <laughs> Rip-off character. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, then- I'll concede. And then the setting, this is kind of weird. I never played the full game, but I played a demo for it. But do you remember Lost Planet? Yeah. Yeah, I never played it either, but yes. I feel like people would just be like, oh, it's Gears of War and Lost Planet. They had a baby. So, lame. Yeah, we hate that baby. (laughs) (laughs) This baby sucks. (laughs) We do hate babies in Dead Space. They're not even in this one. No, they're dogs! The corporate overlord. Yeah, that's right. EAR dogs. So true, (laughs) man. Um, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, we can't kill babies anymore, so it's got to be man's best friend. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? What kind of shift is that? Yeah, it's to make you more sad, because it's like killing old Yeller every time. Yeah, because, yeah, like the babies, they're like little clone freaks. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, who cares if you kick them around? <laughs> Uh, and, and Dead Space 2 had school children, I'm pretty uh, well, sure, but, uh, whatever. And even smaller <laughs> babies. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's fucked up, but we can get to the corporate meddling of EA later. Yes. To build on what you said earlier, introducing the game, you spend most of it on a planet called Tau Volantis. Would you say most of it is there, or at least like a good chunk of the game is in orbit of it, and then you touch down there? Yeah, I would say basically half of the game, I think, is on the planet, and then, yeah, you're in orbit right before that. Yeah, so it's a weird shift in setting from what you're used to, I would say, like... Normally you're on a space station of some sort in Dead Space 1 and 2 or a spaceship. In this one, you are mostly planet side. Um, in the beginning here, like Caden said, we're on the moon. <laughs> we're yeah. in the mean streets of the lunar colony. And then, <laughs> yeah, then you're on Tau Volantis, which is an alien world that had... A, a previous sentient species had set up shop there and I think they made a fuck ton of markers there. Yes. Yeah, and then predictably died off. So you have both human corpses being reanimated there and aliens. And so it makes for a, a much different experience, I would say. The setting contributing to that and then mechanically, uh, this is very different from 
Or at least I think it's very different. I don't know. How do you feel about the, the gameplay <laughs> mechanics here? Do you think it's a, a big break from the first two, or do you think it's continuous? Oh, boy. I think it depends a little bit. Mostly, I think it's a break. If you play the way that I play, which is you have the planet cracker plasma cutter from the first seconds of the game because, I don't know, you played Dead Space 2 or something. Somehow you get it. Yeah. And so you never have to engage with the crafting mechanics, which are brand new, at <laughs> all. And you can just play the game with your plasma cutter like you did the first two and ignore the crafting and the crouching if you never do that. It's, it's fairly similar. You still dismember... Well, most of the enemies, not all, so that's also a departure. But uh, you can play it similar to how you've played the other games, but they really try to make you not do that. So overall, a departure. I'm team departure. Okay, yeah, same here, because like you said, they have the weapon crafting system. And, you know, there's parts of that that are interesting, I think. The, the customization of the guns is a cool concept, but it's just, it's not fun for me when I'm putting <laughs> a gun together. Like, normally when I think of, like, a video game and there's, like, weapon customization, I'm like, oh, wow. But in this, like, the, the little, like, previews of what the guns do, they don't really inspire me a ton. They go the, like, RPG route of, like, this is your plus two chip for this stat. And it's like, oh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. And then I think the crafting system is where you get the microtransactions too. Mm -hmm. That EA slipped in there. I never, I never delved into that, and I feel like most people avoided it. Caden, did yeah. you? And you ever <laughs> pay to have more crafting material? Did you ever pay for three extra tungsten rods? Hmm. <laughs> no, I did not. I mean, especially if you're playing the game long after release you know 10 years later are, can you still buy stuff even I surely just, the servers aren't still open I, I don't know how much infrastructure that would require i don't know how, how about one of us let's have a race to see who can <laughs> buy something in game first <laughs> ea is drooling right now yeah. they're salivating someone's <laughs> gonna buy something i wonder if they have like a little like light that dings like oh. <laughs> very dusty it's an office with like two people being manned in the middle of nowhere and they just process dead space three transactions oh someone has to handle that somewhere hey but shout out to those people write in if that's you if that's your job we want to hear from you and i'm so sorry and i think it'd be badass to sit in an office all day and process <laughs> process money from like old video games with outdated Oh, well, I guess, is it outdated, or were they just ahead of their time? Oh, God. Uh, I, I think it's definitely a misapplied thing. Like, when I think microtransactions, I think cosmetics in games that you're going to replay a lot, usually multiplayer, and not a mostly narrative campaign-focused game. Yeah. Like, does it carry over from campaign to campaign if you spend money? That's a good question. I imagine it wouldn't if it's for, like, crafting stuff. You'd have to buy it every playthrough? Ugh. It's... I want to say no way, but at the same time, it's EA, so <laughs> there's a chance. <laughs> it's Dead Space 3, baby. Anything's possible. <laughs> Isaac Clarke's single. <laughs> 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 it's a wacky world. <laughs> 
Uh, what other changes do we have? We have humanoid enemy. Oh, well, I guess necromorphs are also humanoid, but, like, we kill people in this. Yeah, people. Straight up people. A lot of them, too. Like, so many. But it's okay. They're religious extremists, and they are mindless and just want to kill Isaac more than anything in the world. Yes, they are enemies, so it is okay if I kill... Yeah, you just pop their heads. Yeah, just don't think about it. They're mindless and so are you. Just do it. Yeah, yeah, this is Gears <laughs> War now. Go nuts. <laughs> it stinks, too, because I feel like part of the novelty of Dead Space is you aren't supposed to do what you do in other shooters, where, oh, aim for center of mass, aim for head. Like, no, this game tells you aim for these, like, limbs, and it requires a little bit of finesse. If you're on the higher difficulties, the enemies are running around and you're not good close quarters. And then they immediately are like, here's some dudes, shoot them in the head. Yeah, here's every other game you've ever played for the first 20 minutes of this game. Yeah, although before we started recording, my favorite enemy in the game, He's not even really an enemy because he dies in a cutscene. There's a there's a unitologist fanatic that just climbs on a police car, screams and blows himself up. And the scream is the coolest fucking scream ever. That guy went hard in the booth. Yeah, yeah I think he died. I think that guy actually fucking died. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. We'll leave that in the game. Put that in. <laughs> it would be disrespectful to his dedication if we took that out. But yeah, just the most ear splitting. And then, <laughs> and then that's how you feel for the rest of the game. He sets the tone. Yeah, he does. Love that guy. He's in the dating sim. Oh, we're not talking about that. Sorry. We can talk about the dating sim later. Woo! I'm sure. All <laughs> right. Screaming guy. <laughs> Oh, you can roll in this game too, Dead Space fans. If you're wanting a little bit of Dark Soul in your Dead Space, you can roll. Uh, although I don't yeah. think it gives you iframes like <laughs> like Dark Souls, so it just makes you look really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's the word I was thinking of. It gives you something to do when there's a loading screen. Sorry, I mean loading door. Or when you're in a big, open, snowy field. Yeah, I've never used it as, like, a tactical move. I wonder if it makes you faster. Wait, can you only roll sideways? Um, I'm breaking NPC uh, protocol right now, and I'm going to input on my keyboard right now. You can roll forward. You can also roll backwards. I can't believe you broke NPC protocol for this game. <laughs> this is the one you just had to play. <laughs> yeah, I just had to do something in it. Yeah, maybe it is faster. I don't know. We'll consult the speedrunners on Dead Space 3. Yeah, so Isaac is single, can roll, can he's in Minecraft now, and he's in Gears of War. So yep, that's the... Those are the broad strokes of what's different. How do you feel about his character, though? Like... It, not mechanically, but in his heart. Um, how, how do you feel about the direction? I, it sounds like a sigh of happiness. <laughs> do you mind elaborating? <laughs> yeah, I'm swooning right now. He's single, you say? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay, so we start the game in his apartment. He's listening to a recording or a voicemail from Ellie saying that she's dumping him and leaving. Um, And he looks at a torn picture of the two of them that presumably he tore in a rage. 
Then he throws his scribbles and cups on the floor, also in a rage. <laughs> and then, you know, like, the inciting incident happens or whatever. And then you can read his diary, where he has written that Ellie lost her eye on Titan Station, but I lost my soul. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot stand what they have done to my boy in the opening of this game. He gets better a little bit as the game goes on, but they really, oh, ugh. Oh gosh, how do I, how do I phrase <laughs> this? I feel like at least the opening of this game is like peak, like early 2010s, like just gritty and like depressing for the sake of it. Like the room that we were in before this, um, a peek behind the curtain, we were looking for a place to film uh, this er, film record. Um, <laughs> we're location scouting, and there's a room where <laughs> Isaac gets thrown on a pile of dead bodies with flies buzzing around it, and everything is now an edgy shade of red because the marker is out of containment on the moon. And I was like, this is just so, <laughs> this is so bleak and sad. And then you go out in a shitty alleyway. Yeah, the mood is just awful, but not in, like, yeah. a fun, scary way. This is just, like, depressing, to me at least. Yeah, I agree. This is, like, the dredges. It's scummy and gross and grimy. Is it cool? Do you like it? Uh, I... See, I look at this alleyway we're in, and I'm like, I, you know, it's kind of badass. I like, I like that there's signs everywhere. I like that it's, like, just a shitty, believable space, but... To, like, play in? I mean, you pass through the lunar colony pretty fast, too. So, like, I'm a sucker for, like, lived-in areas. And mm -hmm. this game kind of moves away from that quickly. But the lived-in area that we see is, like, just so... I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. Because I like this little alleyway we're in. But I also feel like it's, like, oppressively ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. like <laughs> i can't see anything redeemable here like it is all just like uh, are you fucking lonely here's a girls for you ad uh, <laughs> like okay that's that kind of sucks um and then we just pass through uh, the full moon shop which i don't think it has the the allure and mystery of the uh gift shop in the church of uh unitology sorry i almost slipped <laughs> up there oopsie <laughs> uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I wish we saw more of the Lunar Colony. So how do you think Isaac, like, develops as the story goes on, especially in regards to, like, the the expanded cast? Because I feel like they, they tried to have more characters in this one that actually matter. Yeah, he has his little team. Um, spoiler alert for, for team lovers. Uh, <laughs> none of them last very long. Uh, but the interactions he does have with them, especially the scientist um, or archaeologist, I'm not sure what her title is, but Santos is her name. Mm -hmm. His interactions with her, I think, are really sweet. You kind of get to know her. She's, like, really passionate about the work that she does. And you have some good interactions with her. And he, like, tries to comfort her when she's, like, freaked out. And he tries to help the whole team, really. He, like, tells them how to kill necromorphs. Um, just as a guy with experience who's, like, been through all this shit before, I think he takes up the role of, like, leader and helper very well. 
And I wish we got more of that because I, I think that's really good. It's strong characterization. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and you get a little bit of interesting conflict with Norton with that as opposed to the love triangle stuff. Like, I like the idea of Isaac being a leader through experience, Norton being the leader through rank. And maybe, like, mm-hmm. you could have even offloaded that onto Carver if you wanted to cut out fucking Norton because. I hate him. I hate Norton. Yeah, I, I hate Nor- him. Norton is not fun. He's not like Tideman. <laughs> he's not like Mercer. He's just, he's shit. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Norton? Oh, I also hate Norton. He, yeah, he's, there's literally nothing redeemable about his character. Not even from like a moral standpoint. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, as a character who is written and created, he sucks so bad. He's just the evil new boyfriend trope to a T, and that's no fun. We've been there. We hate that. Yeah, I I don't, like, and I don't mean this in, like, a teen gossip sort of way, but it's gonna sound like it. There's, like, I I don't see anything that Ellie would see in him. Ellie seems like a smart gal, sense of humor... She, t- she takes care of herself, and then Norton just, like, I don't know. It seems like he walked straight out of, like, the 19th century. <laughs> yeah. He's just, he sucks. Very he sucks. authoritarian. Uh, I do have a question Ooh. about if she was dating him just to use his position to get help with her mission. It's never, like, stated, but there's... After you, oh, spoilers, after you shoot him in the head, which you are forced to do, Ellie calls you, and she's upset, obviously, and uh, she says, like, Isaac, you never cared about us or the mission. I had to go find someone else to help me. And I'm like, okay, is she talking about just with the mission, or is she also talking about, like, I had to break up with you and go try to find someone who would help me, and I ended up dating him to get him to help me. I had to kiss Norton for this. Because ah! ah! she refuses to say I love you back to him. And, like, at that point, the relationship is kind of on the rock, so I, I kind of get it. But she really only shows any affection to him one singular time. Doesn't she, like, and, hug and kiss him, like, once yeah. in front of Isaac and that's it? Yeah, as a reveal. <laughs> it feels like <laughs> the boyfriend reveal. <laughs> Yeah, after that, she, she directs all of her affection towards Isaac, like, immediately, and then just keeps saying, like, yeah, Norton's not usually like this, I don't know what's up. Anyway, Isaac, <laughs> you're just the best, and you can do this. Yeah, I it's swear, so strange. I swear, Norton normally does not suck huge ass. <laughs> normally, Norton is not the worst guy in the entire universe, and trying to betray us. Spoiler alert! Spoiler <laughs> alert, Norton also tries to betray you, um, but... We can talk about that plot twist later, but yeah, he, he's just, he's not fun to hate. He's just, he sucks. Yep. All the way top to bottom sucks. Maybe you're right that Ellie used him. It, there's this weird, I, cause I guess that's why they broke up, right? Like Ellie wants to figure out what's going on with the markers and Isaac is just like, he's already been through two dead spaces. He doesn't want to do <laughs> another one. Yeah, that's what I assume. They never really state that either. She accuses him of, like, you sabotaged my Norton relationship just like you sabotaged everything else. But she's upset, and they never elaborate, so I assume that that's what happened. 
<laughs> incomprehensible. Have a nice day. <laughs> just shoot Norton in the head. Yeah. Uh, what about Carver, though? Huh? Do we think Carver is a good addition? Okay. Are you ready? Oh, no. I don't know a lot about Carver, so I'm really banking on you to have the Carver lore. <laughs> I do have the Carver lore, and also yes. I'm a certified Carver stan. Splendid. I love him. He's just... He's not a great character. Um, <laughs> I love That's him. part of he's his charm. <laughs> no. He's he's just like the walking embodiment of like a B movie, like a B horror movie character where he's constantly like, "What's going on? What the heck is happening?" <laughs> Vaguely angry at something. <laughs> yeah. What the hell's going on here? Oh, my Come on, we we got to do this. Yeah, my son. <laughs> <laughs> Wake the fuck up, Isaac. Yeah. I have trauma to revisit. Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just a sucker for that stupid trope, but I genuinely find him very entertaining. I like that he teleports. Like, <laughs> yeah. If you're playing single player, he will just kind of appear on the periphery of the screen. What the hell? What's this? And then he'll somehow get off camera and he's gone. <laughs> It's honestly incredible. I think... <laughs> can I headcanon that he's, like, a magician? Like, that's his hobby. So every time the camera looks away from him, he does, like, a quick escape artist type deal. He, he moves his so cloak when it... in front of him, and then he's gone. <laughs> they taught him that in the EarthGov military, I think. It's part of the training. So where they blew their budget on their magician super soldiers. <laughs> Yeah, other settings, was... <laughs> other settings, they're, like, genetically modified or something like that. And in Dead Space, they're just, like, magician? Yeah. <laughs> and we're overrun by the Church of Unitology. Oh, <laughs> what went wrong? <laughs> okay, let me give some actual... Okay, let's be serious. Can we... Yeah, okay, I'm yeah. Gonna be serious. Be I'm going to be as serious as John Carver in Dead Space 3. I think that he really is a nothing character sorry to stab him in the back immediately but he's a big nothing for like 80 percent of the game if you're playing solo mode he very rarely appears and then he'll suddenly appear in a cutscene, which is very funny then near the end after uh spoiler alert spoiler alert for ellie fans she dies quote unquote dies she is a fake at death yeah. um and from that point, really the only person you have left <laughs> is Carver, somehow, uh, even in single player. And then he gets really talkative, and they have some banter, they have a good time, all the way up to the finale. And then, the DLC, if we want to talk about that, yeah, he's cool with that. He's fantastic. Have you played the DLC? I have. Yeah. I think it's great. I have some thoughts on the DLC. Okay, I don't know when do we want to talk about it now or later. Oh, uh, we can talk about place. it later. I want to. I want to okay. wrap up the the character discussion. <laughs> the ship's barely holding on. It's, it's held together with duct tape and gum right now. <laughs> barely staying on track. Um, I one of the one of the hidden questions I had for you, and I'm pissed because you're already halfway through it. Was oh. can, can you name two side characters that accompany Isaac that aren't Norton, Ellie, or Carver? Yeah, I can name both of them. 
Okay. Santos and Buckle. Yeah, I love Buckle! I love Buckle. I realized I was <laughs> trapped here because I was like, I want to talk about Buckle, but... Yes! I also want to see if Caden doesn't know his name. But <laughs> who could forget lovable Buckle? Our little I adore old spaceman. Yeah, I love when he calls you and he says, Buckle here. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun! Yeah! <laughs> Buckle here. Yeah, and... Bless like, him. I think his death is... Spoiler alert for Buckle fans! Um, I, feel, I feel like his death is the most emotionally charged moment for me. Is like, they left this sad, wounded old man to die of exposure in a room, and then one room over is a heater. <laughs> it's like, what happened? No! He's our little He's our little ray of sunshine because he's like, oh, Isaac, you're so nice. Thanks for coming over and visiting. My kids never come over. And he's he's so sweet. And they're like, "Uh, here's a dish of water and here's some cat food buckle. Uh, Catch you around, buddy. Smell you later. And yeah, he just fucking freezes to death. so sad and he like volunteered to stay behind yeah bless his heart but presumably they did not volunteer to like help him maybe build a fire or something (laughs) get that heater his ass is not surviving till the end (laughs) it's so sad r.i.p buckle yeah i just the game is so again like it's just a very dreary sad time where i feel like in Dead Space 1 and 2, you get little victories here and there. Like, it's obviously still a immensely fucked up setting and story. But even though overall it's grim, like, the the colony on Aegis... What is it? Aegis... 7. Aegis 7. Thank you. That colony's dead. Everyone on the Ishimura, dead. Titan Station, gone. Blown up. Like, you get little moments of, like, yeah, I... Fix the oxygen system. Oh, the or whatever the fuck. Oh, I cleared out the mines. I I found this thing that I need. This game is just like Santos just got killed. Buckle's dead. Girlfriend's gone. <laughs> Unital just got the thingy that we need. Carver just handed it over to them. <laughs> the <Yeah>. world's ending. <laughs> Everything's fucked. Earthcup's gone. It's just like a never-ending stream of like. Isaac getting shit on. Yeah. And I I feel like losing the crew that you... I got a little attached. Uh, mostly to Buckle. Mm-hmm. I was like, Buckle's great. No, he's dead. He, he got caught in a glue trap. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the frozen glue trap. <laughs> like, there's no joy. There's no joy to be had in my horror game. Would you say that you felt like you lost a part of your soul (laughs) (laughs) playing this game? Yeah, because I left it behind in Dead Space 2. Oh! Titan Station. Oh, God. One thing that I do think they left behind in Dead Space 2, do you think this game is scary enough? No, not at all. (laughs) Should I stop there? (laughs) Should I elaborate? Open showcase. (laughs) 
I mean, if you want to elaborate more on it, I I can count on one hand the scary moments for me in this game. Okay. Yeah, let's hear uh, your scary moments, because I was struggling to think of any. Yeah, mine are any... Okay, sometimes when the necromorphs on Tau Volantis, because um, for some context for folks that don't know, uh, Tau Volantis is like a frozen planet, and there's a reason for that. Um, but it's a it's a frozen, snow-covered planet, and so sometimes you get necromorphs that burrow under the snow. And so you get that... I guess you get that anticipation that you get from, like, necromorphs going around in the dark where you can't quite see them, mixed with a little bit of, like, that sensation you get in video games where you see, like, underwater shit, like a shark moving towards you. But it vanishes as soon as they surface, so I don't think that's particularly scary. When you run into the people who used to be cannibals and then they turned into necromorphs, mm-hmm. I think that might be the scariest, both like atmospherically and gameplay-wise, because the game gives you that log right before where you can hear a guy talking about how they're out of food and some people started eating each other. And you can hear the people like mid-transformation like going crazy. And, like, saying, I, what is it, like, they can smell him or something? Yeah, they smell fresh meat, uh, they say. Yeah, yeah, they're a little, they're a little fucking freaky. And <laughs> I think it's one of the few times you hear a necrom, like, a necromorph infected, like, they're just a weird corner case because they're still sentient, but, mm-hmm. like, they're definitely infected now and they're turning into something. And so I think that's creepy coupled with the gameplay where they, like, incentivize you to be quiet around them. Anytime a game is like, oh, you could stealth through here, I try to, and then that mm-hmm. that elevates, like, the tension, because I'm like, oh, I don't want to fuck up here, I don't want to fuck up here. Technically, you can just kill them easily. <laughs> Very easily, and get a lot of loot for doing so. Yeah, they're like, I, I guess they're kind of like the pack from Dead Space 2, would you say? Yeah, yeah, where they just run at you in a big horde and it's like a one-shot kind of kill. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I, I think atmospherically that's the creepiest for me because it's like a perversion of like, you know, oh, it's these people, but they're not, and they want to eat their buddy. Um, <laughs> but, like, I think that's about as good as it gets. And then the last bit that sometimes creeps me out is when you're inside a giant necromorph. And you have to, like, Mm -hmm. you have to put, like, these, they're not, like, antennas, but they're, like, these electrified rods or something. And there's smaller necromorphs inside the larger necromorph, and you have, like, these, like, undulating or, like, pulsating growths in the walls, and some of them erupt and other necromorphs come out of it. I think that's kind of gross and creepy, but, like, that's it. That's it for me. When it comes to the yeah. thrills, spills, and chills. And it's interesting that all the stuff that you named is all exclusive to the third game. Like, none of the scares come from being in the classic Dead Space hallway environment. Like, in the first two games where they were able to still scare you in that same setting. And in this, you are in a lot of hallways, you're in a lot of ships, the same sort of deal, but none of that lands in the same way. Yeah, and I was even going to say that the drill fight, but the drill fight is so over the top. It's so silly. 
that like it it feels like a like a boss fight from a different video game like just an action game like no horror you're fighting a giant drill being controlled by is it being controlled by necromorphs like does it have some weird shit on it please don't tell me it's just an industrial drill going nuts okay 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 I, I won't tell you that because I don't want to make you sad. So I'm going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my friend about this. Uh, he was watching me play that part of the game. And we decided to headcanon that there is a necromorph up in the control booth. Like working <laughs> the controls manually <laughs> trying to get you with the drill. I couldn't remember if there's like a growth on it, like nudging it the right way. But yeah, it might just, oh god. Yeah, it's it's just, it's like stuck in the corner behind some like safety walls because i guess it was going berserk and then isaac's like okay let me remove the walls for some reason and then it just lets the drill loose <laughs> and it's like you're fighting a giant beyblade <laughs> in this arena oh my God. yeah <laughs> it's awesome yeah it's it's kind of funny like it's a memorable <laughs> part of the game <laughs> but there's so many like weird gimmick fights in this like in dead space one and two you definitely have like quote-unquote bosses, like, unique encounters that you run into, but I feel like they have a a decent feeling of, like, dread or, like, what the fuck is that thing? Oh, my God, what am I fighting? And in this game, it's like, Isaac, look out for the giant ice spider. <laughs> Shoot its weak points with harpoons and tear it apart. Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> I feel like an action man at this point. Like, I think... Dead Space 2, right amount of action. This one went a little too far. Yeah, I agree. I would I would consider it just a full action game. Not really a horror game. It's got some horror undertones, but it's action. Yeah. So no no other horror moments that you can think of? <sighs> no, I I think that you're right about the any time that there's not something attacking you yet and they're able to build up that tension just a little bit is like chef's kiss in this game because you get so little of that. So you're right about like when you crash on Tau Volantis and you're making your way through that like 200-year-old colony and you're not being attacked for like a decent amount of time. They're able to build up that tension a little bit again and then things pop up out of the snow, which is creepy. But after that, then it becomes old hat so fast. Yeah, there's even a part where they give you super kinesis, and <laughs> you can just rip apart necromorphs without using ammo. You just <laughs> you just get to destroy them with kinesis, which yeah. is like a fun little novel thing. And they also give you like a turret too. They they have, they have moments where they empower the player, but it doesn't feel like it's earned or like mm-hmm. there's a big payoff. Like when I. When I finally kill the hunter in Dead Space 1 in the remake, I'm like, fuck you, like, die. Like, I, I beat you, I beat you, I win. In this one, they're like, look out, Isaac, there's a bunch of regenerating. Get in this turret and mow them down with impunity. Because <laughs> yeah. there's, like, there's, like, a multiple regenerating dudes and you just dumpster them all without second thought. Yeah, you just have to hang out with them in a room waiting for a train at one point, and you just have to keep them down long enough for the train to arrive, and it's just like running around the room waiting for a train. It's not exciting. Can't do anything. 
It's it's lame. Sorry, game. Shout out to the to the super kinesis though, because we get a great line from my beloved John Carver when Isaac discovers that he can rip apart the moving necromorphs. <laughs> he he calls John. And he's like, "Hey, the super kinesis is great. You can rip apart the necromorphs." And John says, "Great. Thanks for the tip." That's it. <laughs> makes me laugh he's so he's so nonchalant about all the crazy shit i love him and you it's are great. you are at like the end of humanity <laughs> as you know it in you're in an game. ancient yeah alien oh civilization God. seeing sights no human has seen since 200 years ago <laughs> he's like great all right cool. <laughs> pretty cool yeah and that's another thing about the I, I swear we'll come up with something positive about this game eventually mm-hmm. but like like you are in again a very dismal setting like overall and i would say this is more dire than dead space one dead space two by far and i don't like how they achieved it narratively because in the like what is it you said three years yeah. In the three years since Dead Space 2, somehow the Church of Unitology, not even just the Church of Unitology, a like even more radical branch of it called the Circle, has managed to just shit on EarthGov and like stage multiple like large scale revolts. I think in most of the colonies, don't they say in the start like we're the last EarthGov division left or something? Yeah, Norton says that, which is very strange and is contradicted a little bit later, so I don't understand fully what's going on. And, yeah, the timeline's not clear. Like, it, did this just start happening? Like, is the pile of Earthgub soldier bodies that you land in in the game, like, did this just happen and the revolt's happening right now, or has this been building? We don't know. Yeah, it just feels like EarthGov went from being, like, Big Brother, like, a force that you're not supposed to trust, and is, like, nefarious and all-seeing, and then it turns into, Sawi, we got overrun, and, like, immediately, (laughs) humanity is dying, there's markers everywhere, you need to go to Tau Volantis, Um, otherwise, all of humanity is fucked. (laughs) And Carver's just like, thanks for the tip. (laughs) Yeah, the stakes are, like, astronomically high, but I feel nothing, because I don't know why this happened. It's like the end of Dead Space 2, how you're kind of like, what's going on? But just for the whole game. <laughs> what do you it's mean? painful. Wait, I, what do you mean by that? End of Dead Space 2, what's going on? What, what do you mean go by back, that? Go back and listen to the episode about Dead Space 2, silly. <laughs> We're confused for 20 minutes. I know exactly what's... Oh, wait, no, it's coming back to me. <laughs> yeah, did you have to stick a needle in your eye to remember? I, I meant more <laughs> like um, like large-scale narratively. Like, yeah, I don't get the, the Nicole eye poke thing. But, like, I understand <laughs> that there's a lab where they're making a marker. They failed to contain it. Isaac's trying to destroy the marker. And we lose the station because he, like, he blows it up. Okay. Yes. In this, like, humanity is somehow, like, instantly on the brink of collapse, and there's a a thermos that you need to find to boot up an alien machine, or make sure it doesn't boot up, and if the planet thaws out, then there's a giant meatball that's going to eat everybody. Um... (laughs) 
<laughs> do we? How do you? Okay, I'm just gonna I'm gonna broach the topic right now. Okay. How do you feel about the Brother Moons or the the Brethren Moons? Is that what they're called? The Brethren Moons. Yeah. Brethren Moons. Put some respect on their name, please. <laughs> I I'm a Brethren Moon stan. <laughs> I love them. I think they're awesome. I think they're so neat. I've never seen anything else that's like that. Maybe I don't get out much, but I, I think it's such a cool idea. I think it makes sense with the the progression of, of what you find out about the Necromorphs over the course of the series, that they're just trying to assemble a giant pile of meat. <laughs> I, I love it. And I think it's cool how like when they get to a certain point in Convergence, they become this massive thing that really you can't even comprehend and then they can like talk to each other and communicate the moons can coordinate with each other it's silly but i think it's rad see i was with you until the coordinating part i think that Uh, as an i like an idea of like them forming or sorry like one of them forming because of like accumulated biomass i think that's cool and then maybe like that one moon goes and hits up other locations where like markers are if those places don't have enough biomass to form their own moon i think that's cool i don't like the idea of them all showing up at one like of them coordinating and like suddenly there's a bunch of moons at one place i think that's a little i think that's a little goofy a coordinated moon attack on the earth <laughs> i'm cool with one moon it's almost like like a flower blossoming to me you get enough meat together and then your moon forms and then like it blossoms in that like maybe it shoots a bunch of like little markers out across the galaxy to start the cycle over again i don't like the idea of like a bunch of moons coming in and <laughs> having a feeding frenzy which i don't know if that's implied at the end like i know isaac's having a lot of visions and I think he sees, like, multiple moons. But at the end, does he see just one moon at Earth, or does he see multiple? No, there's three moons, oh, I believe. three fucking... Yeah, that's too many. Three Give moons. me one. Give me one moon. That's, a, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Classic Earth dweller can only comprehend one moon. <laughs> <at all. laughs> uh, yeah, mono mooner over here. <laughs> yeah, it is a little silly, and and I'd like to know what their plan is after if they turn the whole universe into moons. Like then what? Well, I think it. We just hang out. I think it's see again. That's why I'd be happy with one moon because then it would be like a natural life cycle, where mm-hmm. a marker goes out, manipulates the evolution of a species until it becomes a sentient spacefaring species, replicates markers and eventually you get enough biomass make a new moon like in that sense it's like a a dandelion the the stuff gets blown across the galaxy and then it restarts and then with that you would also have if it was like that there'd be some counterplay like as it stands right now with the current ending to dead space 3 it's over (laughs) i think i think it's Uh pretty much over for humanity in any meaningful way and so I just, yeah, I don't, I don't think it works to have the moons have a goal. <laughs> like you were saying, what are they planning? What's <laughs> yeah. next? What are they cooking? <laughs> you know, let them cook. <laughs> I have one possible vision for like 
the Dead Space franchise, should they choose to continue it with the original ending to three. And I don't, you know, fat chance there. I was thinking maybe humanity is just going to have to, like, hide on, like, fucking asteroids. You're going to have no permanent settlements anymore. And you're just going to have these giant meatballs going through space looking for little crumbs of humanity. And then, like, I don't know, maybe Isaac and Ellie or somebody lead some sort of resistance to it, but I just don't see how you could feasibly combat that. Yeah, do you want to know something cool? Hell yeah. You're right on the money, because they had, like, an interview with, like, one of the devs uh, a few years ago, and he was saying, like, they're... Their rough plans for a potential Dead Space 4, which obviously never came to be, but his idea, and I guess the team's little nugget of an idea, was that you would play as Ellie, and you would do that exact thing where you would go around from, like, little tiny blip of humanity to little blip and kind of try to survive and gather what remains of the human race, which would be dope. I I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, provided it's, you know, handled well. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> it'd be good if it wasn't like this game. If it, it would be good if it were good, you could say. Yeah, um, I like yeah. the concept. Did you? Do you have any ideas for like the the franchise moving forward? Any any daydreams of uh, Dead Space Four that you'd like to see come true? Uh, mostly, my daydreams are trapped within the bounds of rewriting Dead Space 3, (laughs) sadly. How would you do that, then? Wow. Okay, there's a lot of different (laughs) potential routes you could take. Broad strokes, I think I would keep it the same in terms of, like, the world building and, like, the lore that you learn. Except I'm going to steal your dandelion moon idea because that rocks. I I love that. I think that's awesome. It makes way more sense for it to be a, a life cycle. So thanks for that. Uh, my property now. <laughs> well, I, and I'm, I'm a little rusty on my moon lore. It might be like that too, but yeah, the multiple moons showing up kind of runs counter to that. I'd, I'd like solo moon. And like that would yeah. make sense too, because like, if you're a giant meatball in space, like you don't want to share... <laughs> like that's mm. like all the people on a planet like rolled together in a ball probably not that big compared to a brother and moon so I feel like you they... think dead space 4 it starts with john <laughs> and isaac in their ship just watching the moons punch each other oh, to decide who can fight. eat her yeah <laughs> <laughs> we gotta get everybody off the planet we only have a few hours before one of those fuckers wins <laughs> yeah they just Oh, and then they, they, one moon eats the others and turns into a yeah. moon. There you go. I solved the problem. <laughs> now we just have one really big moon. Yeah, the mega moon. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I would keep most of the moon stuff the same. Except, yeah, I'm stealing your idea. A lot of my changes for Dead Space 3 are mostly story-based because we've barely talked about the love triangle because we just hate it so much we don't want to talk about it. But that's gone. <laughs> it's um, just gone. Well, what what happened? Is are, are Ellie and Isaac still together in your dream version of this? In my dream version, they never got together after the end of Dead Space Two and Dead. Or maybe they they maybe they tried it a little bit and and thought this isn't working. Kind of similar to how it is in Dead Space Three, but not so dramatic, okay. where it's like the end of the world for him or whatever. 
Um, and I would like, if we keep the co-op, which is one of the potential routes, I would like Ellie to be player two. Sorry, John. Love you. <laughs> but I would like Ellie to be player two. And I would like you to build your relationship with her over the course of the game as you like play together. And it would it would feel like a natural progression from their experience in the second game, where you could kind of interpret it as flirty, but not really if you don't want to. They're just surviving together and they have a good banter back and forth. And you could expand on that in the third game and it could blossom into a beautiful relationship at the end of the world, much like the moon is blossoming and all that flower <laughs> imagery. <laughs> so, and I would delete Norton, just totally, he's gone. I would put John Carver in his place, and I would have John Carver have sort of a similar role as Nolan Strauss, where he is struggling with, like, his dead family and all that stuff, like he actually does. Instead of he dies, like Nolan died, you can you can save him. You can pull him back from the brink. And I think it would be really, really good for Ellie and for Isaac to go through that experience where this is a guy who is not too far gone, and they can make a meaningful difference. Oh. And by the end, they're all a great team. I think it would be good for their characters. Because if the world is ending, if the entire universe is fucked basically from day one like there's nothing we can do to stop this then i think the arc should focus on the characters like they're still trying to save the universe they don't know it's totally fucked but i think it would it would make more sense for isaac to have a kind of arc where at the end he feels like maybe even though the world sucks life is worth living instead of trying to sacrifice himself again at the end of this game which i just hate he's made no progress he went backwards i despise it yeah yeah i I like that idea of like the the idea of like trying to help out uh carver and he's like another strauss although Mm -hmm. That would feel a little weird. It's like, he's our little Zumbini, we have to take care of him. Our last our last Tamagotchi died. <laughs> we can't lose this one, too. Yeah, and that one was ripped and had a six-pack. Yeah, this guy doesn't he stand fucked, a chance. He <laughs> Did you watch the movie? Okay, it sucks. <laughs> no, he's still big soldier, man. Yeah. Um... And he's still he's still angry, man. He's not he hasn't been like tortured in a mental hospital. But he's similar to Isaac in the first game, where he's going through these like delusions and hallucinations for the first time. But he's having a different response, where he's being angry instead of like kind of freaked out. Which is similar to how he is in this game. If you do the optional co-op side missions, where you discover that Carver has a story and character. But that would be in the main game, and Norton's not there because I <laughs> shot him in the head in, during development. <laughs> I, I killed the guy who walked up to me in the office and said, I have an idea for a character. Yeah. Killed him. No! I, I strangled him. <laughs> he was ejected. <laughs> I'll be your luck with you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a character we haven't talked about a lot, and... I feel like I already know the answer to the question of who's a greater villain, this guy or Norton, but I, I still want to discuss this guy. Danik. Is, Danik! Okay, so we'll just break the ice here. Is he a better villain than Norton? Yes, in every way possible. Well, he doesn't... He probably didn't date Ellie at all, so... 
<laughs> Probably. Probably not. But yeah, I think you're right in nearly every other way. He's a he's a better one. But I I want I want to hear what you think of the the big D. The big D. That's what they call him. <laughs> Danic the Manic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love him. And listen, in the Dead Space 2 discussion, you turned me over to the Tideman side. I like Tideman now. But Danic is like what I what I had wanted from Tideman originally <laughs> and like why I thought Tideman was boring is because he's having no fun. I appreciate that now. Love him, bless him. But Danik is having so much fun hamming it up in this game. Every time he calls you, I just I'm on the floor laughing. I love it so much. He has a terrible introduction, I'll say that. Yes. He is very <laughs> lame. He's just evil British man. He's super generic. He doesn't, he cares about defeating Isaac, but not at the same time. It's very strange. I don't know what he wants. He's, you know what? He is similar to Tideman in many ways. Hmm. Interesting. But he's having fun. And sadly, you don't really get to see that till later in the game. In the early game, I forget he exists until he shows up in a ship and starts shooting you. And I'm like, oh, Danik is a character. But by the end, when he's like talking over the intercom and he's like, are you listening, Isaac? <laughs> I'm losing my mind. I love it. He's great. Yeah. You don't like him. Well, you hate him. I... See... <laughs> I still think he's silly. He's fun. Yeah, but he's so silly. Given the given the scale of the game, like I said before, and the actions that he makes, he like does not make a whole lot of sense. No. Like, <laughs> Danik, you basically have to do nothing, and you win. <laughs> you don't have to do a whole lot. You can, ju you could just kill Isaac. He sees Isaac in the beginning of the game and has a gun pointed to his head. And ah, uh, you see, Isaac, <laughs> there are markers everywhere. <laughs> Allow me to show you. And then he presses a button, blows up a thing, twirls his mustache. He doesn't have a mustache. He has a great jawline, though. Yeah, he doesn't. I mean, he's probably worried that Isaac Clark, certified marker destroyer could throw a wrench in his plans but like dude you you basically got the dub humanity is fucked there's markers everywhere your cultists have eroded any sense of like government anywhere but yeah yeah and then he just he chases you to tal volantis um and then sends his shitty little guys after you and he's totally ineffective but yeah he's got kind of that uh lord sadler effect where <laughs> yeah, he just calls you mm, hello isaac <laughs> where'd you get those clothes <laughs> the toilet store goodbye <laughs> why are you here how are there british people <laughs> so far into the future Has, yeah how do we let this yeah, out <laughs> society now moved on um, I love I love all my British listeners. By the way, I think it's a <laughs> silly little country you have. So I don't know. I feel conflicted. He's a fun character, but he's in the wrong game. Yes, that's true. Like if you want to have some cohesion, like tonally and narratively, I think you. This is okay. This is a radical concept. <laughs> I think I'm giving myself too much credit there. I almost think you would want someone of Carver's temperament to be that antagonist. Like, we've had mad scientist silly guy. We've had by-the-books authoritarian. Can I get, like, a pissed-off nemesis to Isaac? Like, can I get an angry yeah. guy? Yeah, all right. I could see that. 
I could buy into that. It's Norton if Norton were a good character. <laughs> Inconceivable. He, it, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, let me rephrase. Yeah, take it back to John Carver being evil. That's much better. Yeah. I, I think that would be neat. Yeah, because you're right that Adanik, he's so silly. Uh, he's closer to Mercer yeah. than anything else. And it is kind of a retread of that. And he doesn't have, like, anything extra cool about him. Like, Mercer has the side of him where he is a scientist. So, like, for him, this is, like, kind of logical in a strange way. And But he's still having fun. Uh, Danik, I, I don't even really know what his role is. He's just, like, president of unitology? <laughs> well, he's... <laughs> He's, he's like a leader of a radical branch of it, but it, it's the circle. But uh-huh. they're just basically, like, they're called cultists, but they're like guerrilla fighters. Like, they're just a bunch of irregulars that are blowing themselves up and haphazardly attacking Isaac. And they just don't feel like they have any good identity. They're just generic, like, FPS kill them guys yeah and you're right now i'm that i'm thinking of them in that way as like gorillas yeah like suicidal grenade guys it would make way more sense if their leader was this big angry dude who like puts the fear of god in you or the fear of the marker i guess yeah like kill isaac or i kill you like I, i don't know i feel like they're just not characterized enough either have a really sanctimonious chilling religious figure as the leader or give us a pissed off angry like bloodthirsty guy danik yeah like you said he's kind of like another mercer yeah i love him because he's silly and (laughs) because this game is a mess i'm gonna grasp at anything that gives me slight joy but he yeah he doesn't fit A crumb of levity, please. (laughs) His soldiers are funny, too. If you listen to, like, their little shout-outs when they're, like, shooting at you on Tau Volantis, they're very funny. They're like, you marker traitor! (laughs) 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 They're sending personal insults (laughs) to Isaac. It's very funny to me. No bitches! (laughs) There's a good (laughs) name. Yeah, Norton called him and told him. Uh, uh, Norton delivered a personalized list of insults that Dan could then uh, weaponize. Oh, yeah, spoiler alert for... uh, I don't even know who would be devastated by this, but... um, There's no Norton lovers. (laughs) If there are any Norton lovers listening to this, I will find you. This is a threat. Yeah. This is a credible threat. Now, uh, <laughs> Norton sells you out to Danik. Like you can apparently you can see him in a video call with Danik if you're being astute, <laughs> and you like, catch him on a railing. That's he's just got him in a video call in front of God and country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a total fucking idiot. But yeah, he sells you out to Danik, and I don't know if it's like, is it just so that Danik will let him and Ellie go? I don't know. It's it's weird because it's kind of implied that Norton's being manipulated by the marker signal because Ellie keeps saying, he's never like this. I don't know why he's acting so weird and like a total asshole. I just thought she was but... covering for him. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, you guys. I swear. Weird, he's... <laughs> I think he's being manipulated. (laughs) (laughs) So that's like what I kind of thought 
was going on, but then when, yeah, when he betrays you and you get held at gunpoint by Danik again, Norton's like, okay, you're gonna let us go now, right? You're gonna let me and Ellie go home. That's That was our deal, right? So, I, yeah, I guess he just, he wants out. And it's so weird, I don't understand the gravity of the moon colony situation. Because Norton keeps saying, like, we need to go home, we gotta go home, I wanna get out of here. But, like, the moon is is totally fucked, so where are we going? <laughs> I don't understand that. And even with Danik, like, why is he trying to stop you from stopping the moon over Tau Volantis when he already has his own moon that he made out of the Earth moon? Uh, I don't know. He doesn't know about Tau Volantis, does he? I don't know. Does he? Okay, okay, hold on. So, you just need enough biomass for a convergence event, right? And we almost have that on Titan Station. It's implied that there are a bunch of markers in a bunch of inhabited areas, and those are those places are just popping off because of the circle. Why do we need the moon at Tal Volantis to to thaw out for the big funny plan? Yeah, I don't know if he just followed them because he thought they were up to something <laughs> and then realized that this machine exists and he's like, oh, I better stop the machine because it's the only thing that can stop the moon from fully forming. You know, maybe they could somehow bring the entire machine back to Earth and stop that moon. <laughs> Even though it's massive, it's the size of a city. I, I don't know. He doesn't know. Yeah. He's silly. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a weird... I'm sure there's lore out there explaining, uh, well, Danik actually understood the research taking place. Whatever. <laughs> Nerd. Get in the locker. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like Isaac and... I guess if Danik didn't show up, I don't even think Tal Volantis would be a problem either, right? Like, it would just sit there and it would stay frozen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What is happening? Wait a second. (laughs) What's going on? Hold on. on? Wait, what was the point of this 15-hour experience? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I get that they're looking for answers, though. Like, that makes sense that they would go to to an archaeological site where the sovereign colonies, is that what they're called? Yeah. The, the predecessor to EarthGov. They were doing research there, and they were trying to figure out what the fuck markers are. And so I guess that makes sense that they would go there to find answers, but in the in the story, they don't find anything useful. <laughs> They're like, oh, machine keeps it frozen. Okay, good. Yeah, and what are they... They need to make the new codex because... Why? There is a reason. I just don't remember what it is. <laughs> we might cut this part of the episode out so we don't... <laughs> Us being up. confused. Quick, consult the wiki! <laughs> oh, God. In 2514, Isaac Clark and his team discover, aboard the CMS Roanoke, a major clue suggesting a way to turn off the markers. When he and John Carver investigated the Admiral's quarters about the derelict vessel, the Admiral had been driven mad by the markers' influence and was desperate to create a key to a machine that supposedly turned them off, which she hoped would stop the torment that was being afflicted onto her mind. Isaac and his company followed this clue to the belief that Tau Volantis was the marker homeworld and down to the surface where they would find the answer they sought. After facing off head-to-head with both necromorphs and the unitologist circle, Isaac and his group eventually discovered the source of the key 
which can be found with the research pertaining to a woman named Rosetta, which they later discovered was not actually a person, but a preserved corpse of an alien. Within the facility, they discover that they're able to craft a key from the mental capabilities of Rosetta by reassembling her separated body and probing her mind for its information. <laughs> from the memories of the alien creature, they found out that the key powered an alien machine that was activated to stop a convergence event from finalizing a necromorph moon, and that if the machine was turned off, the convergence event would continue, completing the monstrosity. So, they think it's a key to, to turning off markers, when it's just a key to a machine that freezes everything, right? So are they being... Like, are they just wrong and they <laughs> they think? Because <laughs> <laughs> they interpret, like, the captain's, the admiral's scrawling about turning it off as, like, okay, we need to turn something off. That's what we need to, to do. Whereas, really, the admiral is writing that because that's what the markers want. They want you to turn off the machine yes. so they can continue their convergence. Yeah, I believe so. So they're just being, like, they're just being, like, tricked. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like at the end of it, it's just all so pointless, because <laughs> it's like yeah, there's there's no key that actually helps humanity here. You you yeah. make the key that turns the machine off, which is freezing one of the moons. That's it. Yeah, you helped the necromorphs to win <laughs> in the end. Yeah. <laughs> well done. This really is miserable all the way through. So if you take a step back, Danik can just let everything play out. I, like, Isaac and Carver and Ellie go to Tal Volantis, make a key, realize, oh shit, we don't need to do this, twiddle their thumbs, and while that's happening, humanity is being destroyed by the different markers that are being unleashed. <laughs> with, with the events <laughs> of this game, humanity is being destroyed by the markers and the moon at Tal Volantis has called up its buddies, and now there's moons everywhere. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know. Yeah, because presumably you're right. There's also tons of markers on the Earth that are also being activated. Well, I don't know if I assume. Oh, I don't know if EarthGov would be that crazy. But at the very least, we know that there's like a dozen markers somewhere mm -hmm. in humanity. If we're being optimistic. <laughs> if I'm being an optimist, I would say maybe, like, half of them don't have enough biomass. But, like... Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> Six convergence <laughs> events? Pretty ass. <laughs> Pretty bad for humanity. And that's assuming none of them are on Earth. If one is on Earth, it's... It's Jover. It's over. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're donezo. It, it could be an interesting... In my remake, <laughs> uh, we will delve into this. Maybe EarthGov um, was like, yeah, these markers seem kind of sus, but they are a source of energy, so we're just going to test them out in space because we don't care about space, really. We're Earth. <laughs> And Earth is the best. And those are just our little colonies. We're going to test out our crazy science on the colonies because we don't care about those people, really, and they're expendable. Which would be a cool uh, a cool thread to follow since they kind of set that up in, uh, in Dead Space 2. So. Yeah. Uh, failed potential once again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that um, building off of that, that is a theme in this too you get from the world building is that you used to have a, I would argue, a better government 
with the sovereign colonies, and then are are you familiar with like how they lose the war? No, I don't think so. They do research into the markers at Tal Volantis, and I think they're the ones responsible for the one at Aegis Seven as well. They're the ones that bury it there because they're doing all this research because they're like, holy shit, we have infinite energy now. Like we can win the war. Like that's our that's our key to winning this. Um, and then they find out like, oh, giant meatball, and and it makes people <laughs> undead. Um, destroy everything. Kill anybody that knows anything about this. Destroy all records of it. Destroy all the sites. And so basically, the sovereign colonies like waste all of their resources destroying themselves while the EarthGov movement is also fighting them. And so they lose the civil war, and there's not enough information left behind for EarthGov to like know, hey, this is really bad. Um, there's like just enough left over to the where they're like, hmm, I wonder what this thing is. Oh no! Wait. So like with their dying breaths, the sovereign colonies like sent the wrong emails to EarthGov. Well, I, I don't know if it's quite that, <laughs> but like. They obviously didn't destroy the marker on Aegis 7. Mm-hmm. And so you just get like EarthGov slowly finding like little, like, oh, there's a marker here. Weird. Uh, it's just, it's such an interesting conflict. And I think I, I like the tragic nature of it. Like, they realize the error of their ways. Like, oh, fuck, this is bad. And for once, you have an authority figure in this universe that takes responsibility. And they're like, shut it down. Yeah. Just fucking wipe all this, otherwise humanity's fucked. But then EarthGov, like, undoes all of that, so... Yeah, yeah, I wish we could have followed that a little more closely. Not Maybe not closely, but, like, had more of that, and not in, like, a side novel that is trash, or whatever <laughs> they did. <laughs> yeah, I like those, I like those world-building threads a lot. And they don't appear here. They appear a little bit. I mean, they try. Like, we didn't even talk about how the game actually opens where you don't play as Isaac or John. Yeah. You play as Tim and Sam. Damn, you remember their Uh, names too? (laughs) Yeah, I immediately imprint on, like, the first character I see (laughs) in a game. (laughs) Is that a Twilight reference? Anyway. (laughs) It is. Shout out. Okay, we did that episode. Uh, <laughs> There's gotta be like a shitty time shitty, like, Twilight DS game. game. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we gotta focus. This is serious. Um, yeah, this is a serious game. But yeah. Do you do you like the opening? I do a little bit. It's silly. It sets the tone for the whole game being silly. So in that way, it works. <laughs> I would almost say that's something they should do with like if they continue with the remakes and stuff that would be an avenue for like new stories like the self-destruction of the sovereign colonies and like following like maybe someone who doesn't want to off themselves (laughs) and comply with one of the orders oh yeah kind of like a halo reach situation where like we know that it's doomed from the start but we still get to explore those characters and that story can this guy like because it's not like humanity dies like can this guy desert from the sovereign colonies and live somewhere happily ever after yeah uh, yeah and then you can halo reach him or not i don't know <laughs> survive 
yeah, I, I would love to see more on that. I'd love to see more of Tim and Sam <laughs> well, and their wacky shenanigans <laughs> where they take off their helmets in a negative 100-degree planet to use the radio <laughs> for some reason. I love it. <laughs> it's terrible. It's a bummer about what happens to them. Yeah, uh, within the first five minutes of the game. <laughs> Sadly. Or they could do parallel stories, like you keep flashing back to them and then going back to Isaac and Carver and then back to them. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting too. Literally anything but this. <laughs> I'm my brain is trying so hard to imagine a fun version of this. Okay, hold on. Can we say something positive about the game? Is there anything this game does well? We're an hour and a half into recording. Oh, God, how have we had more to say about this game, the bad one? Oh, no. We did say some positive things. Um, I mean, I did. I love John. We love all the characters except for Norton. I mean, I like that you're like, (laughs) I like John. He's not a good character. (laughs) He just immediately (laughs) hit him with the steel chair. He's a bad character, but he's my bad character. And you know what? They did co-op. Like, I know that was something that they wanted to do in Dead Space 2, and eventually got left by the wayside, but this one, they, they followed through with it. So I will, I'll give them props there. Uh, it's a fun little mm. romp if you play with a friend. You can both roll around like little freaks in space. Yeah, I did have fun playing it um, when I played it with co-op. But, you know, because you're with a friend, not because the game was good. And not because <laughs> the be co-op positive. was good. Sorry, be- sorry, 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 sorry. Oh my god. No, wow. <laughs> I've never played such a well-integrated co-op. I really love the attention to detail, especially in the cutscenes, or where they harken back to John's magician origins. Did you have to go through the EA app to play with... Uh, you played with Ted, right? Yeah. Did you Did you um, have to fiddle with that at all? I'm trying to remember what I yeah. had to do. It was a mess. <laughs> I remember we had a hard time connecting, but yeah, we had to go through the EA app. Uh, I will say it was not as difficult as when we played Gears of War uh, Ultimate or whatever together that was also a pain like playing these old games in co-op is really difficult it's possible but it take it took some finagling which i think you said about your playthrough also yeah yeah just a heads up for people thinking about playing this multiplayer you need to get like i have the game on steam and then ea has some funny little app that you have to download i think when i was playing it it was ea origins but uh spoiler alert ea origin fans <laughs> um, that also got shot in the head. So <laughs> Danik found that. <laughs> His evil knows no bounds. And then he made the EAM. I'm not making enough of a profit, I see. <laughs> so, the ending. The true ending. How do you feel about the DLC? I love the DLC. That's something positive we can say. Does it count if it's not in the base game? (laughs) Sure. I think the DLC is genuinely very good in like a shocking way. Because, (laughs) not that the twist at the end is shocking. The base game is so bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We played the base game and it was such a slog, even though we were having fun because we were playing it together and we were goofing around and laughing at it. But at the end of the day, it drags on so much. It's just painful. 
basically from start to finish, gameplay-wise, story-wise. And then you get to the DLC, and it's like this tight, compact, it's really only an hour long. Yeah. And it has like kind of a self-contained little narrative within it, and everything is really well fleshed out. There's tons of new content that's not in the base game at all, which I think is so impressive, and uh, especially because my expectations were so low. And the story is also good. Like, the dynamic between Isaac and John is genuinely incredible and sparked at least a dozen fanfiction, by my count. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. I, and it's it's scary. It's scary. It's creepy. They did it. They made Dead Space scary again in the DLC. Yeah, isn't there like a guy on the ship that you go to that is he's like the prophet of the moon or whatever? Like he is mutilating yeah. people and I don't know. It, it's almost like he's trying to be a necromorph before he actually dies. Yeah, he's cool. They're they're little super cult. He like cuts off their hands, which you see. It's not even. In, it's not relegated to a cutscene. You can walk around the room and like watch this happen, where he'll cut off a guy's hands and then they replace all their hands with like these metal claws, oh, like God. reminiscent of a necromorph, which is so cool. It's terrible, but it's really cool. Yeah, it's it's a pretty good time, and I also think that it <laughs> gives you a. Oh gosh, it gives you an a real ending. I guess, mm-hmm. but I take issue with the ending still, which we've already talked about a little bit, but because um, the, the original ending to the base game is like, what, we're, we're fucked? Yeah, you sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, because you have to wait till after the credits to find out that Isaac is alive, but it just feels, it feels like a tease for a sequel game. It feels cheap. Um, so if you don't include that, then he and John just, like, die after beating the final boss, which... And then Ellie flies away in her ship. S- she says, like, you did it, and then flies away. <laughs> You're a winner. <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> you did it. Uh, it's super unsatisfying. So I agree that even though the Awakened DLC has issues with the ending, like, where could it go from here? Why are there three moons hanging out? It's a little silly. I think it feels way more climactic and and way more of a satisfying type of end cap on the series, even though everything's fucked. The original ending, like you said, is bait for a sequel. And then mm-hmm. and then the ending to the DLC, I'm like, it's... <laughs> how do we do a sequel? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they said no sequel. Yeah. Your ass is not getting a sequel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Isn't there, like, tentacles, like, moving towards the Earth? Like, like the sheer scale of the devastation. It's like Doom-level <laughs> devastation on Earth when <laughs> yeah. like it's over. Yeah, it is. I think it's great. I think it's a great final shot. It leaves you with something, whereas the base game leaves you with just disappointment, and that was it, and it's sad. But the DLC, it leaves you... At least you have some cool imagery to think about. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. I have a, I have a pretty tough question for you. Okay. Who should Isaac end up with? Ellie or Carver? (laughs) Oh, this is the choice of a lifetime. Sorry to Ellie fans. (laughs) Rip. Carver fans, now's your time. Kissin' Carver, they call him. (laughs) It's only because Ellie is so, so terribly done dirty in this game. 
which infuriates me. We didn't even touch on that either. We we're too busy railing on Norton. <laughs> And it's not her fault. I mean, it, the writing is just so... Who is she? Who is this woman? Who just... Her only interest is falling in love again and, like, kind of having this mission that she sort of cares about, but really it's just having drama and telling Isaac that he's a good man and he's a, he's a little... That's my job. I'm supposed to tell him that. <laughs> and she... <laughs> she's <him>. so... <laughs> She's so strongly characterized in Dead Space 2, and she's an incredible character, and she has so much agency in Dead Space 2, and then they just throw all of it away, and she's just nothing. She does nothing for herself other than, I guess, start this mission, but then, like, immediately get lost, and we have to go rescue her. It makes me so angry. Like, they made so much progress from where they had started with Nicole, where she was a nothing then we get Ellie in the second one, and she's, like, arguably the best character. And then in the third one, they just, they lose so much. Uh, they, I, I'm angry! This is has nothing to do with the question. But I wanted to talk about how I'm no, angry I think, about I Ellie. No, I think that's a, that is a, a actual, like, substantive critique of the game. It feels like we're mourning a romantic relationship that we never saw. And so how are we supposed yeah. to care? Like... If it, if it was just they were friends and had a falling out, I would feel way worse. Because we yeah. see them care about each other and help each other out in Dead Space 2. But yeah, in this one, it's just like angsty, oh, she broke up with me. Like, what am I going to do? Look at this photograph. Like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about that shit. No, it's, it's so silly. And she gets over... Uh, Norton's death so fast. <laughs> yeah, me too. Just to get back with Isaac. It feels like, and I'm not going to accuse like the writers of, of any of this or whatever, but what it feels like is like a self-insert. Like, Isaac is my self-insert, and here's this beautiful woman that I have created who will fall in love with him immediately after he kills her boyfriend because he was the one and just the best guy, and she just loves him for no reason, even though he's a dick to her. It's so silly. It makes me angry. They just took away everything about her that made her a real character. Ah! <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, he should kiss John Carver. <laughs> because... Empirically. <laughs> I have factual evidence. I'm going to get... Danik's going to call over the intercom like he does at the end of this game and say, Fact. Ellie is not a character, <laughs> and John Carver has the hots for Isaac Clarke. <laughs> like, then they have so much chemistry, John and Isaac do, especially in Awakened, but also at the end of Dead Space 3 when John actually gets to speak. And if you do the co-op, they go through some shit together, you know, with John's uh, baggage, and Isaac kind of helps him, but not really, but he should help him more. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're they so cute they're so cute and awakened they're really adorable it feels like they actually are friends and comrades and companions maybe something more perhaps uh, <laughs> I, I think it's great in Dead Space 4 Isaac is broken up with Carver after 5 years <laughs> no no I think they would be very cute and yes I have read some fanfiction of them and it's adorable although interestingly most of the John and Isaac fanfics get rid of the ending of Awakened. They, like, take all the nice parts of Awakened where they're, like, best friends hanging out 
and they get rid of the ending where humanity is dead, and so that way John and Isaac can, like, go back to Earth and, like, be domestic together or whatever. Which is nice. I mean, live your dream. Like, that's your that's your fantasy. That's cute. But I kind of like, like, oh, they're, like, the only two left alive, you know, here in the universe. And so, I don't know, the world's ending, so kiss, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It just reminded me of what you said before with Norton, though. Like, oh, Ellie, we can go back home, smash cut to Earth, like, as a meatball forms above it. <laughs> and people are floating in the air, screaming. <laughs> there is nothing left. It's fucked. Uh-huh. Sorry, Norton. Yeah. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah, where's Tidman? <laughs> you Tidman idiot. idiot. <laughs> Tidman would absolutely shit on every character in this game <laughs> he would just destroy you them compromise the whole planet you idiot oh god he could say that to multiple people too he could say that to danik he could say <laughs> that to norton he could say that to fucking carver like yeah. oh my god carver what the fu- like i know you like carver but when it's like all right mm-hmm. either i kill ellie or you hand over the thermos that causes the moon to form which will <laughs> definitely kill ellie all right here's the thermos take it <laughs> it's so weird i don't get it that makes no sense and he says he has this line like isaac you get a second chance uh, presumably to kiss you idiot. i guess to kiss <laughs> <laughs> you just compromised the whole relationship. It's it, and it's strange too. I was paying extra attention. <laughs> They're in the elevator, like right after Ellie dies, quote unquote, and Isaac's like losing his mind and being really sad. And Carver's like, "Hey, she died for the mission, and the mission is a, is what matters. She knew that. I know that. You need to get it together because we have the mission." And then cut for cut to like an hour later, and he's like. The mission? No way. You get to kiss a woman again. <laughs> We're ending the universe. Fuck this mission. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who is this guy? What? I'm fucking the mission so you can fuck your girlfriend. Let's get out of here, buddy. <laughs> what a wingman, Carver. As tier wing literally dooms humanity for a chance. For a chance for his buddy. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, and then they kiss. It works. He gets to watch Isaac and Ellie kiss. <laughs> the and then immediately. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then immediately he's like, all right, Isaac, you and I, we're sacrificing ourselves. <laughs> you got your kiss. Now time yeah, to I die. Yeah, I didn't think about this. Uh, you're going to actually die pretty soon here. You do. Uh, I'll do it so you don't feel subconscious, but yeah, it's over. <laughs> It's never been more open than it is now. One thing I will say that's come out of my my talks with you about this game, outside of like the the lovely conversations and everything, I actually kind of want to do the dating sim thing. I oh, like yes. I don't know I don't know dick about programming or anything, but I feel like between. Dead Space 1, 2, 3, and then the remake. I got this idea for a meta narrative. Like, a, you know how, like, you've got the dating game and then you've got, like, the secretly sinister game underneath? Yes. Like, I kind of want you to... You initially meet the Dead Space remake characters, but if you take, like, weird paths in the dating sim, you find, like, the original cast, like, hidden uh... in places. 
where they're all mean and sketchy. Or, yeah, I, I don't know, but um, or like they're hiding from the new versions, like they're incompatible and trying to replace them permanently. Yeah, but, like, I think there's something there, and then uh, you know, you can have, you can just, and since that's only for the remake, you can just have fun with the, <laughs> the Dead Space two and three cast. You can, you can, <laughs> you can go on a date with Danik. And be Yay. British in space. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's the future. I think that's the future of this franchise. As <laughs> so we're dating British people in space. I just meant the dating sim. I didn't mean that. That's specific. Well. <laughs> for the, Dead Space Four and Five are both British dating <laughs> simulators. Motive, are you listening? Are you listening? <laughs> I have a question for the Chen lovers in the audience. <laughs> so in this creepy alternate version that you can start to unearth in the first dating sim, uh, does Chen, like, cease to become a character over time? Does he, like, lose his humanity because he's not a character in the original no, game? No, no, I think it would be, uh, like, all of the new characters would be totally fine and, like, happy-go-lucky like, it's just a dating sim with them. But if you try to romance Kendra, Hammond, Isaac, um, Nicole, like, there's a chance that you... And listen, I'm, I'm just... Now this is new ground. I haven't thought about this a ton. But, like, if you interact <laughs> with them, like, there's a chance, like, you'll see the original, like, in the background. And, like... Oh something sinister is going on like the the remake characters want to get rid of the originals like make sure they're gone i don't know maybe one of them has yeah. already permanently killed the original i don't know i'm just you know i love it <laughs> this podcast has taken a turn <laughs> <laughs> no this is great we need more spin-off media yeah um because we didn't get any of that for <laughs> i'm still waiting for the third film well, Hello. i was gonna say we we haven't played the spin-offs yet I, I, careful what you yeah <laughs> what you wish for <laughs> <laughs> I love this idea and I'm already I'm already fantasizing about I'm going to go the kind route and I'm going to date Dr. Kind because he's so nice in the remake like so sweet but he's so sinister in the original even though he's not really yeah. evil but he's like so creepy and way more unhinged I love and it. It would fit because he's a sneaky guy. So yeah. he would he would definitely be one of the originals to to survive. <laughs> this is deranged. This is absolutely I love deranged. This. I love it. Before this podcast, your Dead Space daydreams were about living on Titan Station, having a lovely life in space. Now your Dead Space daydreams are about, hmm, if I date Mercer, and he's already evil, but now he becomes even more <laughs> evil and gets taken over by Super yeah, Mercer. Yeah, my cyclical <laughs> parallel world dating sim that I don't have the intellectual <laughs> property rights to. Man, we'll just change the names. It's fine. It works for Isaac fiction. Bark. <laughs> what do you think? It's perfect because he's bi in this game. Hello. <laughs> it's a little on the yeah, nose. Do you think they'll? Do you think they get it? <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm I'm glad it's been plaguing your mind as well. Do you? Uh, <laughs> uh, any last words before we wrap this up? <laughs> Before I before I pull a Danik and I press a little button and half the world blows up because my cult no. is mildly popular. <laughs> 
any last words, we can do the classic thing. Would you recommend this game? Uh, play it with a friend and and drink if you want to drink, if you're into that. Have a lot of laughs and just pretend that it's in an alternate universe from the first two games and you'll have a blast. Yeah, yeah. do not take this seriously at all. Nope. This belongs in the, the movie universe and the book universe where everything is silly. <laughs> It's over there. <laughs> yeah, off in the corner. All right. That's what I got. What do you got? Any last words? I'm grabbing the gun and turning it on <laughs> oh you now. Oh, God. He'll do it. He's crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> follow us on Twitter, maybe? I have a, I have a Twitter yeah. for this, but uh, it's... Uh, listen, I, I have not been tweeting as much because that site's fucking awful, but... <laughs> uh, if more people bullied me on there, I'd, re- I'd bully them back. So tweet it. Yeah, me. join for yeah, bullying. I don't remember. <laughs> Just look up No Player Connected and hopefully I'll pop up. I don't remember my Twitter handle. Who, who knows why I don't have yes. any followers? <laughs> who fucking knows? Um, um, track him down and tweet at him your ideas for the Dead Space dating sim. Please. Caden, plug some stuff. Hey, I... (laughs) (laughs) Don't plug me anymore. Plug you. (laughs) Come hang out with me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Cactus. I am also unhinged there. So if you like that, (laughs) come on over. We'll have a grand time. The other day, we went down a rabbit hole of talking about Rice Krispies. Oh, my God. (laughs) And then then we raided Jam Stream and spread the Rice Krispies infection over there and had a lovely time. So come on yeah. over. Just because of that, <laughs> we're crispy vibing. I'm gonna get my first <laughs> copyright strike. Rice Kel- Kellogg's oh, no. is gonna come after me. Take this episode down. <laughs> They're gonna beat EA to the punch. Oh, That's why you said their name too. Oh wait, no, we said their name a while Oosh. ago. Oh, Never mind. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, Oops, as Isaac would say. Yeah. All right, can you say the line? NPC, you later. <laughs> 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 <laughs>